Drive Time News Hour. And uh, I'm happy to have join me today uh, a guest that's been kind enough to join us previously. He's a, he's a historical broadcaster. Gil Gross is his name. And I recently, and he is, in my estimation, a, a legendary uh, broadcaster. Uh, but uh, I noticed on social media, Gil, that uh, you've been manning yep. the picket lines for the SAG after strike. Yes, yes, I have. That that picture was uh, outside Paramount, uh, which, being uh, corporate daddy of uh, CBS, I thought that was the place I should be. Well, hey, and and one other other side question for you. Yeah. Uh, it does. Is this strike affect your work as a, a voice for uh, some of these holiday specials no. we hear, et cetera? It's, it's not the broadcast contract. Uh, as a member of the union, I'm supporting other members of my union, um, but the broadcast contract is a different contract. So broadcasters, you know, are your news people and your weather people and sports people and all that. They're, they have a contract. They're at work. This isn't our contract but we're supporting other members of the union for theirs. I know people. As they have supported us. Yes. I know people in this town that have SAG cards, and I actually can get paid for their local performances, and I presume you have a SAG card. Why are you there on those lines? Right now? I, right now, I'm at a friend's house. I have to be careful where I talk to you because one time I did an interview with you on a plane. I said hijack. Next thing I knew, the plane turned around and I was met by federal agents. So I'm just at a friend's house at this moment. Okay, but why are you striking, so to speak? Why have you joined the, the picket line? Why am I supporting them? Because um, it's I, people need to make a living. Things because I know people, you know, see stars and things like that, and like, oh, stars make all these much money. That's less than 2% of the union. In fact, on any per given day, 95% of the union is um, not employed. Um, it, it goes with, you know, being an actor and things like that. You know, we get that. But they've got to make to get medical. They've got to make at least $26,000 a year. You've got to do that for so many years to get vested in the pension fund and, and all that kind of thing. It's a tough way to make a living. There's that old joke about being in a restaurant in New York and L.A. and wanting a, a, a waitress and yelling, actor. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. What the producers are trying to do right now is for years it was if you were lucky enough to be in a hit show. We're not talking about the stars. They're in a different category, and they're out there because coming up, they know what it was like. And most people will never be stars. They just want to be working actors. They're the person you see in the scene, behind the cash register and things like that, trying to make a living. Um, and um, it's most people, that's not what they do. Mm-hmm. And what the producers wanted to do is they want, as part of streaming, uh, to pay, and this is where it gets weird, they want to pay only if you're in a hit show and not if you're, they say, well, you guys want you know money even if you're in a flop show. And we're going, well, actually, for the most part, you only get real money if you're in a hit show because your hit show goes in syndication. You get residuals for a long time. If you're in a flop show, you know, if you were in Seinfeld, you'll get money. If you're in Super Train, not so much. Um, but... <laughs> Let me ask you about there, Fran Drescher, who is representing yeah. the actors and writers. I, Just I, the actors. I, 
Oh, just okay. Uh, the writers, yeah, the, she, the writers are a different union. WGA were together. It's a lot of the same issues, but they they have their own people. I think Marilyn Steam represents them. I was I've been pretty impressed with her. Do you think she's uh, handling this well for the actors? She's handling it brilliantly, um, and you never know, you know, because the president of the union. These are not like professional union people. I mean, a lot of that went out when in the old days when there were people who just ran unions for a living and there was a lot of corruption and bad things like that. That's mostly gone. Um, some of it, you know, was self-destruct and some of it was rooted out by, you know, good investigations. Fran's a working actress. She understands the business. She understands the contract. She's very, very bright. She's doing, um, she's doing a great job. I, uh, I, I hear the music behind me. I'm going to have to wrap up here. The CEO of Disney reportedly makes $78,000 a day. And I kind of wonder if, if those guys can't pull themselves up by their bootstraps. You know, drive a Buick instead of a Cadillac and sell an island or something and uh, uh, do what the actors are forced to do. That's what Bob Iger makes. Um, David Zaslav, who uh, was head of Discovery, which bought uh, Warner Brothers, makes a quarter of a billion dollars a year. Which he decided himself he should make. You know, he's CEO. He can do that. That's so $682,000, $682, $191,000 a day for a guy who overpaid for Warner Brothers, just as Iger overpaid when he bought Fox for $50 billion. These guys, you've seen this in our business, Jack. You know, radio companies spent far too much money, and then they want to take it out of the performers, and that's what these clowns are asking for. It's like, look, if you're a good CEO, I want you to be great. I want you to succeed. I want you to make a lot of money because then I do. These guys did a lousy job, but they're paying themselves a lot of money. Gil Gross, thank you very much for joining us again. Say hi to your friends, and I'll have a hamburger with onions, okay? Uh, you got it, Jack. See you later. It's uh, 23 minutes after 5 o'clock.